0: Pastor Chooks Ogoye is the Senior Pastor of Resurrection Life Church Johannesburg. Pastor Chuks is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God. He has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. He is the host of the radio broadcast programs, Living the Life and Amazing Power of Woman. Over the years, Pastor Chooks has been actively involved in Marketplace Ministries. He is an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. Here is Pastor Chooks Ogoi. All
1: right. All right. Let me get into God's word. I want to um, continue on the series that we have been on for a number of weeks now. Pressing into God's glory to experience his goodness. We, we have been on the mandate God has given to us to explain the mysteries of the goodness of God to the body of Christ. And we have been sharing both in the midweek, uh, in the mid-week broadcasts and on Sunday services. We've we'll been sharing as much as God gives us the grace and the revelation from his word on the goodness of God, his character. Why it's so critical for everybody to understand it. Not just in your head, but your heart gets it. Your heart gets it that God is absolutely good towards you. That his disposition towards you is that of goodness. Nothing else. Nothing else. One of the things that the devil has used to sabotage our faith, sabotage our experience on the earth, is a wrong perception of God. A wrong picture of God. And I've kept on saying it, that what you know about the character of God determines the experiences of of your life. And the things that you, you encounter from day to day. What you think about God. And interestingly, as many as, our, as we are, as are different as our faces are, so is our understanding of the nature and the character of God. The more accurate our picture is, the more blessings that we can draw out from the presence of God. And we have been learning about the, that, that for a long time. And this year we are focusing on the glory of God. We're focusing on the glory of God, and we're still on the first letter in that acrostic glory. We are unveiling the glory of God. Turn your Bibles with me. So today is part eight of that series. Part number eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right. We're going to go into some deep things today. Amen. I really need your spirit to draw and pull out the revelation of God's word. You need to get it. Somebody say, I'll get it. Somebody say, I will get it. Oh, you will get it today. You will get it. Amen. The spirit of wisdom and revelation will will accompany the teaching of God's word and it will be in power. The entrance of God's word will blast off everything that stands in the way, everything the devil uses to withhold your blessings and stop you from enjoying all that God has for you. I pray that your eyes of understanding will be enlightened. Somebody say a bigger man. All right, go with me to John chapter 17. John chapter number 17. Today, you're going to be a Bible student. So this is not a message where you listen to me. This is a message where you walk with me. You go through the Bible. You look at it. You understand it. The the reason why understanding is critical, the reason why understanding is critical is that Satan cannot take from you that word that you understood. Amen? Uh Uh-oh, church, amen. I said Satan cannot steal from you something that you understand. The Bible, Jesus taught uh, in the parable of the sower, uh, the four conditions of the heart of man when the word of God is planted. He explained that the first condition is like the wayside where the seeds fall on the ground. And Jesus explained in that parable that these are people who hear the word of God and they don't understand it. So it's possible to come to church and not understand what was said. So the word entered, but he didn't understand it. And there are many things that the devil uses to stop you from understanding He can distract you during the preaching of God's words so you're not listening. He can distract you with sleep. He can distract you with drowsiness. He can distract you with anxiety. He can distract you with so many things going on in your head. So you are listening to me but you're not hearing me. So when when that happens, the Bible says the beds of the air and Jesus identified those beds of the air as demons. My God. Demons standing, they are not in church this morning. They are outside, waiting, waiting for you to come out. And then if you heard me, but never understood what I said, as soon as you are coming out from the door, the Bible says those demons go to your heart and grab those seeds. The word of God is like a seed. They grab those seeds and they eat it. Can you imagine demons eating the word of God? They eat it. The birds eat those seeds. But because they don't believe, the seeds never produce anything in the hearts of the demons. But demons eat seeds. Demons eat the word, but it doesn't profit them. And the, the reason why they eat it is so that it will not germinate in your heart. So they consume it, but it means nothing to them. So they take something they can't use. They take something their body cannot absorb. Jesus says, those birds are like demons. They are demons actually not like. They are demons that... Pick up the word from your heart. So the word doesn't benefit you. Of course, the word does not benefit them because they don't believe it. Hallelujah. And then he talks about the ones that that fell on rocky ground. And as the word falls on the rocky ground, it germinates, but it doesn't, it doesn't produce, it doesn't grow because it gets choked. It doesn't have Bible says it does not have roots. So when persecution arises because of the word, so again, as you are hearing God's word, Satan is getting ready to throw something at you because of what you heard. So, so moments in church are so important because not only that heaven is wanting to make an impact, Satan is also interested in making sure that it doesn't work. So there is warfare. So the, when we are preaching God's word Is a, is a time of warfare Intense warfare So there are things that are waiting for you outside Bible Perse- says persecution arose Because of what you heard Whenever you hear something And you understand it It will be challenged Things will come to challenge it And if the roots Were not deep There's no good soil uh, What happens? It dies the sun, you know, rises and that seed dies. The, the germinates die and they don't produce anything. And then there are the ones that germinate. They start growing, but thorns and thistles, they choke it. Weeds choke it. And the Bible calls those uh, the, the deceitfulness of riches. It they, they chokes it and they don't produce anything. And there's the fourth type. I pray that you are that fourth type. That The the seed falls on good soil. Somebody say, my heart is good soil. Somebody say, my heart is good soil. The seeds fall on good soil and they germinate. And not only that they germinate, they grow from seedling and grow into matured crop and produces fruit. The Bible says some a 30-fold, some a 60-fold, some a 100-fold. I want you to notice that there are different levels of results produced. Some 30-fold is still result. Some 60-fold, I prefer that. Some 100-fold, in fact, that is the most preferred. Hallelujah. Amen. So that in, in, in one harvest, there is so much seed produced. Somebody say, my heart produces a hundredfold. In the name of Jesus. So this morning, we believe God. As you declare with your mouth, so shall it be for you in Jesus' name. I say, as you declare with your mouth, so shall it be for you. Say, my heart produces a hundredfold in Jesus' name. All right. John chapter 17, verse 5. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself. Glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. And now, who is praying this prayer? Come on, church. Who is praying this prayer? All right. If you have a Bible where the words of Jesus are in red, you will notice that it is in red. What we are reading this morning is in red. So Jesus is the one who prayed this prayer. He says, and now... Oh, Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. All right, there are a number of things that we we get from this place. I want to teach you God's word this morning. So I need you to, to really pay attention. See, from this verse, Jesus is suggesting that he had a certain glory before he became a man. Right, There was a glory he had with the father. And then the Bible said that he laid aside that glory. He dropped it. And then came as a man. Born as an infant in Bethlehem. In a manger. He came as a baby. Conceived in his mother's womb and and came through. He didn't have the glory he had with the father. So he grew up in the earth. And as we have understood in the process of this series. That when Adam sinned in the garden of Eden. Adam disconnected from the glory of God. Bible says for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So when Adam sinned in the garden. He disconnected from glory. That suggested that when God created man. At the first time in the garden. Man had glory. Glory. Amen. So when Adam sinned, he disconnected from that glory. Now something happened to that glory. That glory lifted from the earth. So the earth was without that glory on a permanent basis. So, so when Jesus came, he had glory in heaven. Then when he was coming, he laid aside that glory. He laid it aside and came as a man. And then, please pay attention. This is important. And as he came, he grew. Bible say he grew in wisdom and in stature. In favor with God and in favor with man. He rebuilt that connection that man lost. He restored it in the earth. It took him 33 and a half years to restore the frequency of glory in the earth. He did restore that frequency. He didn't have it when he came. He, he laid it aside and began to build it from ground up. And by the time he was done, he rebuilt that glory frequency in the earth. I explained to us that glory is a frequency in the spirit where the presence, the power, and the treasures of God are localized. Amen. Somebody say glory, glory. is the frequency in the spirit where the presence the power and the treasures of God are localized. Right. So, so when Jesus came, he reestablished glory in the earth. God had made a promise in the Old Testament that he would do it. You know, when, when was he said to God, show me your glory? Show me your glory. Because that glory was not, it was not resident in the earth. Man had sinned and, and the glory lifted moses was saying show me your glory and the prayer that moses was asking the prayer moses was praying was a very very serious request he made of god god looked at moses and smiled god looked at moses and smiled and then god said to moses i will show you my goodness I will what i will show you my goodness what you are asking for we are not yet going to be able to do it but i'm going to show you my goodness the goodness of god is the least expression of the glory of god hello please pay attention the goodness of god is what the least expression of the glory of god 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 said to moses i'll give you the glory in a very small dose i will give you my goodness i will show you my goodness Because the only person who is going to show you the full expression of my glory is the Son of God, is Jesus. And he he is not here yet. So what you are asking for uh, uh, is you can't handle it. You can't handle it yet. So I'm going to show you my goodness. The goodness of God is the least expression of the glory of God. Write that statement down. The goodness of God is what? Is the least expression of... Of the glory of God. Hallelujah. So God revealed his goodness to Moses. And the, the promise. And then God went on to say. As long as, as long as I live. The earth shall be filled. With the glory of God. So Jesus came to fill the earth. With the glory of God. And he succeeded. So we read in John chapter 17 this morning as he is about to ascend as he is about to what ascend he is his job on earth is done from from John chapter 13 you we start this John chapter 13 is the last the last week of Jesus on on the earth from John chapter 13 the last week 13 all the way to 21 in our know, covers the last week and the 40 days after he rose from the dead. So, so this is chapter 17 we are reading now. Jesus is about to go to the cross. And he prayed a prayer in the hearing of his disciples. And he said, Father, now, now verse 4, maybe you can back up to verse 4. He said, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work Which you have given me to do. What was that work? I finished the work. Which you have given me to do. What was that work? The work of filling the earth. With the glory of God. The work of making glory available. Once again for man. He says I finished it. I have done that work. Now father. Glorify me together with yourself. With the glory. Which I had with you. Before the world began. In other words. I am now committing myself into your hands. Fill me, my spirit, my soul, my body with the same level of glory that I had before I laid it aside. And this prayer was answered. Somebody said that prayer was answered. Yes, Jesus prayed that prayer and that prayer was answered. I want to show you something. Luke 22. Luke chapter 22 verse 69. That prayer was answered. means that God restored him To that glory Look at Luke 22, 69 Hereafter, the Son of Man Will sit on the right hand Of the power of God Hereafter, the Son of Man will what? Will sit, somebody say sit Sit at the right hand of the power of God That's where he came from And he's announcing to his disciples, I'm going back there. I'm going back to that right hand of power. Right? Look at Mark chapter 16. Mark 16 verse 19. Mark 16 verse 19. He says, So then, after the Lord has spoken to them, He was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. He ascended and sat down at the right hand of God. So that prayer he prayed in John 17 verse 5, we see it fulfilled here. He went up and sat down. Somebody say he sat down. Somebody say he sat down. Now, now, this is important that you understand this. He sat down. At the right hand of God. As a man. As what? As a man. This is important. A man. Is sitting at the right hand of God. However a glorified man. But he sat down as. A man. This is important. So. In heaven right now. There is a glorified man sitting. Please put up that picture for me. There is a glorified man sitting. Now, now, I want, all right. Can you see this picture? Do you recognize it? Yes. I've been using this scripture picture to preach, but it's gotten better now. Can you see a king sitting there. When you hear, when you hear, please put me back on. When you hear someone say, I'm going to sit, just leave it on the corner there, thank you. When you hear, I'm going to sit at the right hand of God. When you see a picture, you, as- you expect to see two people. Are you with me? You expect to see what? Two people. The main person and the one sitting at his right hand. <laughs> Are you here? Yes. He said, I'm going to sit at, my, at the right hand of the father. So you expect to see two people.
0: <laughs>
1: you expect to see two people, but there's not two people. It's only one person. I, I, you, will exp- you will understand it just now. Let me show you. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Let me show you. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15. Right. Are you with me? Say amen. Church, you have to be alive this morning. Say amen. He is the image of the invisible God. He is the image of what? Somebody say invisible. Somebody say invisible. The firstborn of all creation. He is the image of the invisible God. First Timothy chapter 6. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 16. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 16. Who alone has immortality? Dwelling in unapproachable light. Whom no man has seen or can see. Whom no man has seen or can see. To whom be honor and everlasting power. There is a God in heaven who no man has seen. No man has seen. Say it with me. No man has seen him. No man has seen him or Can see him. So no human being has seen him before. Or can see him. So when you say he can't be seen. Meaning it doesn't matter what you do. You cannot see him. He is the invisible God. What it means is that he is in a form that cannot be seen. Man can't see him. Man has never seen him. Man can't see him. Let me show you another one. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 17. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 17. Now the king, eternal, immortal, invisible. Did you see that? Invisible. He is invisible. He cannot be seen. He has never been seen. So Who do we see? We see the Son of Man, Jesus himself. That's who we see. So put that picture back for me. So when he's sitting there, you can't see the Father. The Father does not exist in a form that man can see him. Man can't see the Father. He said nobody has ever seen him or can see him. The only one we can see is the son of God. Who is a man. So when you see the throne of God, it's only him you can see. Hallelujah. Now this is important to note that he's the only one you can see. You can not see the father does not exist in a form that man can see him. He's invisible. So the only one we see is Jesus. And this is important. I explained to us in the, in the series, in the past series, that that part that goes to glory is him. Bible says, Jesus says, I am the way. So he made the way and he is the way. Hallelujah. And not only that he is the way. He is the one that is there. He went to glory as you. And he went to glory for you. This is important. He went to glory as you. And he went to glory as, for you and as you. So, the person you see there, please enlarge the picture again. The person you see sitting there, is the Son of God. But can I also tell you that it's not just the Son of God, it's you too. Hallelujah. It's you too. Because you are in Christ. So when the Bible says we are seated together, we are seated together. So as he's sitting there, it's me sitting there. This is very important that you understand it. Hebrews chapter 2. It's important that you understand what I'm sharing this morning. Hebrews chapter 2. I read at verse 6. But one testified in a certain place, saying, What is man that you are mindful of him? Or the son of man that you take care of him? You have made him a little lower than the angels. And you have crowned him with glory and honor. And set him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. Somebody say under his feet. Somebody say under his feet. For in that you put all things. In subjection under him, he left nothing but is that is not put under him. But now, we do not yet see all things under him. So he's talking about man, me and you. And he's saying that he has put everything under his feet. However, in, in our everyday life, when we look, we don't see everything under his feet. But verse 9, but we see Jesus. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the crowning of death, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might test death for everyone. So, something is going on. And that's my message this morning. Put that picture back for me. All right. Now, this is Jesus sitting there at the right hand of God. And we've explained that the Father cannot be seen. So you can only see him, Jesus, sitting there. But as he's sitting there, it is also you sitting there. So there is, please hear this, there is two aspects of you. There is a you that is walking towards glory and there is a you that is in glory. There is a you that is walking out and pressing to access that dimension and sit there. There is a you that is already sitting there. Now, God says, when I got born again, And I came into Christ. I'm already sitting there in the realm of the Spirit. I'm sitting there at the right hand of God. Somebody say, I'm sitting at the right hand of God. I'm sitting there now, far above principalities and powers. I'm sitting there. I'm sitting at the right hand of God. However, my mind, my conscious mind and my subconscious mind has to agree with that fact that I'm sitting there. So, my spiritual journey, the, the whole process of growing spiritually, why do I feed myself with the word of God? Why do I meditate on the word of God? Is to, is to take the picture of what God has made me and internalize it so that I can start seeing myself. The place that God put me. So that I can start seeing myself. At a subconscious level. The way that God said I am. This is what. Our journey is about. To. Get a picture of us sitting. Right there at the right hand of God. And accessing the privileges. And the powers. Of that position. Because that's where where I seated. Let me show you. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. You will understand it. Don't worry. It's my job this morning to bring you understanding. Amen? And because when you understand it and get it, it can never be stolen from you. And it will produce fruit in your life. All right, look at John, Acts chapter 2. Verse 34. For David did not ascend into heavens, but he himself said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Now we we know this scripture came from from Psalm 110, and it was a, a prophetic declaration that David was allowed by God to see what was going on in heaven. He said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Now, hold on. The, the, the statement till I make your enemies your footstool is suggesting that it's something that's going to be done in the future. Can you get it? He's suggesting that it's something that's going to be done in the future till I make your enemies your footstool. So, so that that event is going to happen in the future. But didn't, didn't we read in the Bible that Jesus had already got, given us the victory and he has already brought everything in hell, all the enemies of God, under his footstool? So what is going on here? Is it done or is it not done? Is it finished or is it not finished? The answer is that it is what? Finished. It is finished. So when we come into Christ, when we come into Christ, we are his body. He is the head and we are his body. Remember he said, I will make your enemies to be your footstool. You know what a footstool is? A stool that you put your feet on. So what part of the body is, is placed on the stool? The feet. What part of the body is placed on the stool? Please go with me. The feet. Alright. Who is the feet? The church is the feet. Because he is the head. And we are the rest of the body. So the feet is the church. Hmm. Something is going on here. You will understand it. Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9, go there. You will understand it. Acts chapter 9, verse 3 to 5. Look at what the Bible says. Acts chapter 9. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. You know what what the story is? This is the story of the conversion of Saul to Paul. Are you here? All right. A light shone around him from heaven. He fell, then he fell to the ground and heard a voice. And heard what? He heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And Jesus answered him. And the Lord said to him, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Jesus says, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the gods. Where did Paul see Jesus to persecute? How many of us remember what uh, Paul was going to do, or Saul, rather? He was still Saul at this time, a Pharisee. How many of us remember where he was going? He was going to... Damascus to do what to persecute the church there were Christians in Damascus he who he wanted he got permission to go and kill them he got permission to go and execute them this guy was a terrorist this guy was a murderer you know thank God for for the liberty we have in South Africa that we can gather together and worship God without the fear of assault and attack. Somebody say amen. It is not exactly like that everywhere in the world. I know in Nigeria where this morning, as, as we have gathered here, people gather in fear. It's true. Our brothers and sisters in Christ, they gather in fear because somebody can just walk in and they've done it thousands of times and just walk in and open the window and shoot everybody in church open fire gunmen 15 20 gunmen surround the church open fire on the window and kill everybody who is in church on a sunday morning it happens it may happen this morning it happens every day there are people who can't worship in freedom there are people who are as they are gathering they are afraid could today be my last and they still make up their mind, we will worship. And they come together, they come to church. So this was what this, this man was doing. He was a persecutor of the church. He was what? Persecuting the church. But did you notice that the Jesus who is speaking here, remember is the one that sat down. Hello? The one that what? Ascended, the one we read about that sat down at the right hand of God. So he's the one talking. And he's confronting this guy. And he said, you are persecuting me. And Saul was shocked. How can you say I am persecuting you? You are sitting in heaven. I am doing what I'm doing on the earth. Finishing people who are, who are doing strange things that we don't understand. And Jesus says, you are persecuting me. Let me tell you what is going on here. Jesus, please hear this. Jesus sees the church as a part of himself. Jesus sees the church as what? A part of himself. This is the problem. The church has not seen itself or herself as a part of the rest of the glorified Christ. This is the problem. Jesus, the glorified Christ, sees the church as glorified and sees the church as a part of himself. However, the church on earth does not see itself as glorified and as a part of the one sitting in heaven. This is what is creating the disparity. He sees us one way, we don't see ourselves the way he sees us. He sees us as a part of himself sitting at the throne. So when a human being on earth is fighting the church in the earth and trying to kill them, in fact, he's not trying to kill them, he was killing them and persecuting them. And he got letters to go and do great damage to the church in Damascus. The one who is sitting there, Said no, you can't continue to do that to my body. And can I tell you why? The the one in 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 in, in, in at the high right hand of God. The reason why he spoke. Listen, the people in Damascus have started praying. The people in Damascus have said that word. I'm pressing in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pressing in, into that seated one. And began they began to see themselves sitting in a place of authority. And they began to exercise their authority. We are sitting at the right hand of God. This idiot has no right to penetrate our city to do damage to us. And as they began to pray, I'm pressing into the glory of God. At the seated position, they produced a barrier around the city of Damascus. So there was a barrier of light that was surrounding the city of Damascus. That when Saul was trying to go there, he hit that barrier. And then he fell on the ground. Because there was a defense around the city of Damascus. Why? Because the believers in the city of Damascus had pressed into the glory. And they began to to see themselves as sitting at a position of authority. When they began to see themselves in that position, please hear what is going on. Their picture of themselves aligned with the picture that God had of them. Miracles began to happen in the earth. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When the picture of the people in the earth Aligned with the picture that God had with, of them, a miracle began to happen in the earth. This persecutor of the church could not get into their city. Jesus had to speak and identify with the people who have identified with him. I am saying something this morning. Are you going to see yourself the way God sees you so that heaven can make an announcement on your behalf, he said, Why are you persecuting me? Why are you persecuting me? The reason why he's making listen, let me ask you a question. These people in Damascus, are they the first people that that Saul attacked or planned to attack? No. Are they the first people? No. Saul had attacked other Christians and killed them. Why did not the, the, the risen Christ who is sitting in heaven, why did he not speak for them? Ah. Why did he not stop Saul from killing them? <laughs> why? Why is he speaking for the people in Damascus? Yet the other people elsewhere were killed. Ah. Ah, this is the reason the people in Damascus pressed into their identity. The people in Damascus pressed into their identity and they raised up prayers to say this evil cannot continue and this evil cannot get to us. And heaven said, Amen. And heaven said, Amen. And heaven came out for them. Listen, listen, you can be a child of God and suffer. And suffer things you are not supposed to suffer. Not because provision has not been made, but because you haven't taken up your identity. If you don't know what God has given to you, there is not God. There's nothing God can do about it. Hey! This is why scripture says, my people perish for what? For lack of knowledge. Not because I have not made a way for them. There was divine protection for every child of God. Only those who pressed into it and said, we, we release our protection. We enforce it. These idiots cannot kill us for nothing. And when he, they said that, heaven said, Amen. And Jesus spoke for them. Do you know that you can live and suffer things you are not supposed to suffer? And go through things you are not supposed to go through. Not because God didn't make provision. But because you never saw yourself taking hold of it and enforcing it. Oh yeah yeah. Listen to me child of God. There is, there is provision made already. For you sitting at the right hand of God. Where all authority emanates. Where all authority and in heaven and on earth emanates. Where all provision is at is is localized at the right hand of God, but until I see myself there, I cannot download and I cannot experience those things in the earth. This is our job this is why you can't play with church no more uh-uh. this is the reason why you can't you can't just play attending church and play with your Bible because the truth is this that Satan is out to destroy. There are still souls in the earth today. There are still wicked and unreasonable men who want to terminate your life, who want to come after you and get rid of you. Yes. See, there were there were three key people in in the early church that Jesus raised to to have leadership in the church. These three men were who? Peter, James, and John. Hello? Peter, James, and John. Let's say it together, Peter, James, and John. These three men, Jesus trained them specially. Jesus took them to experiences that he didn't take the other three, the other 12 1st minus first minus three, nine. The other nine, he did not bring them into those experiences. These three, he trained them specially. And he walked with them. When he was standing on the cross, when he was hung on the cross, if you remember that incident on in the cross, just before he died, he called out to John, John is one of the three. He called out to John. And he said to John, Behold your mother. And he said to the mother, Behold your son. So he handed over his mother to John. I'm about to die. John, look after my mother for me. He handed over his mother to John. He handed over the church to Peter. When, if you remember, after Peter denied Jesus and Jesus rose from the dead. In one of those instances, when he made himself known to his disciples, he came to Peter. And he said to Peter, feed my sheep. How much do you love me, Peter? Peter says, you know, I love you. I may have made a mistake, but I love you. He hand over the church to Peter. In Acts chapter 12, we read a story that the Jews gathered together and they, they arrested James and they killed James. One of the three. They killed James. The Bible said they chose Satan of the church. Not everybody. Satan of the church. James was killed. When James was killed, was Jesus sitting on the throne or not? He was. How come James got killed? So when they saw that he pleased the Jews, they went and grabbed Peter. They grabbed Peter and put him in jail. And they determined to kill him. But because there was a, a festival, they said, no, we will kill him after the festival. When they put him in jail, the church realized what was going on. They've killed James. They'll kill Peter. Next, they will take John and kill him. And the moment they killed these three men, the foundation of the church is completely impacted negatively. The Bible says the saints of God realized what was going on. What did they do? They began to pray. They began to pray and they said, no, Peter must not die. They they began to press in. No, Peter must not die. And as they began to pray, something miraculous happened. Something miraculous happened. Peter was in jail, sleeping. And as the people of God prayed, what was happening in that time of prayer in the spirit? The people of God pressed into their position of authority in God. Their authority in the risen Christ. So they went into that sitting position of authority and began to exert pressure. In the earth. To say Peter will not die. Peter will not die. As they began to pray. And continue praying. They pressed into a place. And the Bible says. An angel was discharged. An angel was discharged. Who released that angel? The risen Christ. Remember that. The risen Christ. The Bible says. He has all authority in heaven. And on earth. Their prayer caused the risen Christ to release that angel. The angel showed up in jail where Peter was. And Bible said a light shone around Peter. And an angel showed up. And an angel tapped him. Get up. And then Peter got up. And immediately he got up. The chains in his legs and his hands fell off. And remember that he was chained between soldiers. There were soldiers that he was chained on. And there have been like three layers of security doors that led to the inner cell where he was. And these angels showed up there and all those chains fell off. And he said, Peter, get up. Peter, got up. He said, wear your clothes. Peter dressed up. Those angels were still there. Pay attention to something that I'm saying this morning. Those angels, those soldiers were still sleeping. Peter got up. Wear his clothes. The angels said, follow me. And then the first door opened as they approached it. They walked out. They went to the second door, it opened as they came close. Remember, each of those doors, I see God opening doors for somebody. I see God opening doors for somebody. The three levels of doors opened. And then Peter found himself on the streets. And then when he realized where he was, ah, I am here by corner commissioner nuggets. My goodness. I'm, 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 I'm right here. There's, a, bro- there's, a, there's a, a sister in our church that lives around here. So he goes to their house. And then, the Bible said, Peter thought it was a vision. It was only when he came out and he realized, this is not a vision. This is me. And I'm out. I'm out. No chance. I'm not in jail. I'm out. Then he said, no, oh, no. There's a sister who lives here. So he goes their house and knocks on the door and then he knocks on the door and a maid comes out and sees it and screams peter is at the door ah and then she runs back she didn't even open the door she runs back to go and tell the people the people inside praying they were still praying and 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 he said peter they say what nonsense peter is not at peter is in jail he said no peter is at the door he's knocking at the door they said no what are you talking about even they, they were praying They didn't believe the answer could come quickly. And then Peter spoke up. When he heard the argument, he said, I'm the one, I'm the one. And they came and opened the door. And Peter came inside. Question, how did the power that released Peter from jail, how did that power get manifested? Because certain believers had pressed into that position of authority. And at that position of authority, there are no doors, there are no chains, there are no impossibilities. I see God lifting you to a position of authority. I see you pressing in. I see you pressing in into the position of the risen Christ. They're pressing to that place by reason of prayer. I want you to understand something. When in this season, I say to us as a church, we need to press in in prayer. We need to press in in prayer. Some people are not understanding what is going on. There is, there is power that we need to press into as we pray to release certain things. We'll know that it was a pure miracle, an impossibility made possible that Peter will be extracted from jail supernaturally. In the morning, the soldiers woke up and said, where's Peter? Where's Peter? Huh? And then they checked all the All the prison doors, the three layers of security, they were still locked. They say, how did this happen? How how did this guy escape? How? How did it happen? I see God doing something impossible that man considers impossible, but made possible. When you press into the position that God has put you in. This is why we have to pray in this season. This is why, listen to me. This is why the church has to pray in this season. The church has to understand we are the risen Christ. And for us to release the powers of the risen Christ, we have to access it in prayer. At, at the instance of the praying people, Peter was delivered. And when Peter was delivered, the people realized that yo. Our plans to kill because they succeeded in killing James, but do you know that if the people prayed before, James would not have died. James died because people did not pray. Well, when people prayed, Peter survived. I had declared the name of Jesus. Whatever it is that Satan hit before, he won't hit it again. I said affliction will not arise a second time because you will arise and press into your identity and release your authority in the name of Jesus. There are many things we are going through and we are suffering that is unnecessary. The only reason why it's happening is because we haven't seen ourselves the way he has seen us. He saw the church as a part of himself. Have you seen yourself as a part of the glorified Christ? This is what this message is about. Your, your picture of you has to change. Say, your picture, your picture, my picture of me has to change. You got to see yourself as the risen Christ. This is only possible via the vehicle of prayer. You didn't hear what I said. It is only possible via what? The vehicle of prayer. It is only in prayer that the eyes of your understanding are enlightened to see yourself the way God sees you. So if you choose not to pray, then don't complain when the devil hits you in the way he's not supposed to hit you. If you suffer things that Jesus Christ has already paid for that you shouldn't suffer, it is not his fault. It is your fault for not accepting what he said about you and pressing into it. I refuse to be under, under, undercut by the devil. I refuse to be shortchanged by the devil. Somebody said we pray. Somebody said, I will press into glory. Oh yes, oh yes. Do you know that that deliverance that Peter experienced, that deliverance that he experienced and got out of jail. Hmm. Do you know that there is wealth and riches that is for you, but Satan has locked it in jail. You need to press in and open the door for that thing to come out to you. Oh, yeah 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 do you know there are blessings that satan had locked up in jail and he has held it and you are going without if you will pray it will be released to you it will be released to you thank god for the people who are praying the bible says on prayers it was a 24-hour prayer chain was raised by the children of god to say Peter will not die in jail. We will get him out. We will take our position of authority. And we will resist this murderous spirit. That want to take out our leader. And as they stood and took that position of authority. At the right hand of God. They were able to exercise that authority. And release that angel that came through. There are angels that are waiting to be released for you. Oh you didn't hear what I said. There are angels that are waiting to be released for you. To get you out of anything Satan is trying to hold you back. But you got to press in. You got to press in. Your, 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 your current lifestyle and current way of doing things. You are only allowing the devil to punish you unnecessarily. Is, Satan is taking advantage of you unnecessarily. You are carrying that burden unnecessarily. You shouldn't be carrying that burden by now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You shouldn't be carrying that load by now. You shouldn't be carrying that pain by now. You shouldn't. No, no. If you will press in, you will release a miracle. I said, if you will press in, you will release a miracle. Let me show you something. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 18. I want to show you something. See, he says in verse 18, here am I. And the children whom the Lord has given me. We are for what? Signs and wonders in Israel. Here am I. And the children whom the Lord has given me. When the children press in to see themselves as one with God. Woo, as one with the risen Christ. The next verse follows. We are for signs. Signs. And for wonders. We are for signs and for wonders. I declare signs and wonders for you. But it comes when you press in to see yourself as he sees you. Say we are, here am I, and the children whom the Lord has given me. So when you see yourself the way he sees you, (laughs) great things begin to happen. All right, let, let, let 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 me push this. Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4, look at this, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in trespasses. I want you to notice the language. When we were. Some, somebody say where. Where means past tense. Where means what? When we were dead in trespasses. Meaning we are no longer dead. We are no longer what? Dead in trespasses. So when people say, I am a sinner saved by grace. That's nonsense. I am a sinner saved, you are not a sinner saved by grace. You were a sinner saved by grace. You're no longer a sinner. It's either you are saved or you're not. You can't say I'm a sinner saved by grace. If you are saved, you're not a sinner. And if you're a sinner, you're not saved. Are you still here? So we were dead. We are no longer dead. He has made us alive. So we are no longer dead. Somebody say I'm no longer dead. No, we are made alive. Together with Christ. Did you see that? He made us alive together with Christ. So when Christ was raised from the dead, all of us were raised from the dead. By grace you have been saved. Verse 6. Verse 6. Go there. Go there. You need to see it. And raised us up. Did you see that? And raised us up together. And made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places. People say with Christ Jesus. Please look at your Bible. Please look at please put that scripture on the screen. Look at your Bible. Is he in or with? In, not with. Meaning, put that picture back for me. Is he Christ Jesus sitting there? That's you, in. You are in that structure that is sitting on the seat there. You are not with him. You are in him. You are in him. So it's you sitting there. Your mind has to get it. I am seated together with Christ in heavenly places. Far. Somebody say far. Far above principalities and powers. Far. Very far above everything Satan has to put together. One day I got a revelation of that scripture. I was flying in an aircraft. One of those aircrafts where... it's a small aircraft. Think like a 14 or 20-seater aircraft. A propeller aircraft. And those aircraft, they don't fly very, very high. It's about 10,000 feet above sea level that they fly. So when you're in that aircraft, it's very, it's very, very turbulent. It's very uncomfortable flight. So, so you, you feel all of that movement in your tummy. But the interesting thing about this aircraft is that when you look from the aircraft you can see human beings on the floor. Very far! You see them as tiny little ants. I, used, I, I, I was seeing them in the aircraft. And you see these small things and see people carrying things on their head, but they're like death on the floor. And while I was watching this, the Holy Spirit said, this is what it means to be far above. The Spirit of God said to me, imagine one of those people taking a, a, a sling or a catapult and trying to shoot at you or throwing a stone at you. From where they are, they can never get to you. They can never get to you. You are too far above them for them to get to you. The Bible says you are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Far above all principalities and powers. Everything Satan can put together is you are so far above it, it doesn't get to you. But see, what what makes it real is that you get that picture and allow that picture to become your reality. When you see yourself far above, then you are far above. Until you see yourself far above, you are not far above. Oh, you didn't hear it. Until you see yourself far above principalities and powers, you are not far above. So you got to see yourself that Satan can get to you. His demons can't get to you. They will try, but it will mean nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. When the Bible says, no weapon fashioned against you shall what? Be able to prosper. He didn't say the weapons will not be fashioned. So so that guy who is there on the floor there, he can try to throw a stone. He can try to throw a rock, but he will never get to where this aircraft is. It doesn't matter how much he tries. He can't get to me because I am far above. See, but what puts you far above is when you see it. So if you don't see it, it's not your reality. This is why you must you 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 must understand this teaching to see yourself seated on that throne with Christ. When you when you begin to see it from a subconscious level, you begin to see yourself in that position. Then you are in that position. This is why we pray. Prayer allows us to go to that place to see ourselves. As he sees us. He sees us as a part of him sitting on that throne. You need to see yourself as a part of him sitting on that throne. Look at that. He says, and raised us up together. And made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So it's not your reality until you see it. It is your seeing it that makes it your reality. Hallelujah. Let me show you another one. Romans chapter 8. Your greatest prayer is, Lord, open my eyes to see. To see me as you see me. To see me as you see me. Lord, help me see me as you see me. Please pray that prayer. Lord, help me see me as you see me. Help me see me as you see me. This is is what church is about. This is why we come to church. This is why we read the Bible. So we can see us as he sees us. Only when you see him, See you as he sees you. Can you enjoy what he saw? Can you activate his power? Can you activate the treasures and the riches of glory? If you haven't seen it, you can't activate it. May the Lord open your eyes in the name of Jesus. Look at this scripture in Romans chapter 8 verse 30. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. Whom he justified. Are you there? These he also glorified. So you are already glorified. As he is glorified sitting there, you are already glorified. Somebody say I'm glorified already. Somebody say I'm glorified already. So, So in that glorified state, Satan has nothing on you. In that glorified state, you can activate all the powers of God. For signs and wonders. Let me say this. Let me give you the last. Well, no, I, th- I don't think it's the last one. How, how much time do I have? Alright. right. First John chapter 4. Please go there. Go there. Go there. First John chapter 4. First John chapter 4. Verse 17. See, for you to understand what he has made you. You need to understand this one. 417, are you there? Say amen if you're there. Say amen if you're there. Uh, only two people. Say amen if you're there. All right. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, as he is, not as he was, as he is, so are we in this world. Please put that picture back for me. As he is, so are we in this world. He is seated on the throne. As he is, so are we in this world. The question is, how is he? Because if you don't know how he is, you can never know how you are. As he is, So are we in this world. This is the problem of the church. The church does not know how he is. So if you don't know how he is, you can never know how you are. But as he is, so are we. How is he? How is he? Seated right there. How is he? That's our journey in the next few episodes. How is he? Because if I see him how he is, then that's how I am. As he is, so am I in this world. See, put that picture up big for me. How is he right there? How is he right there? Romans chapter 6. I want to show you one of the things that he is as he is there. No, still put the picture for me. It's okay, they don't need to see my face. Okay, can't do the two. All right, put put the scripture. Romans chapter 6 verse 9. Please help me. That alarm is distracting me. It's somewhere there. Thank you. Romans chapter 6 verse 9. Knowing that Christ having been raised from the dead dies no more. Knowing that Christ having been raised from the dead dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. So put that picture up for me. That Christ sitting there, he has been raised from the dead. Remember that he only sat down. After he was raised from the dead. Are you here? So that's the risen Christ. Amen. That is what? That is the risen Christ. That is also me. Somebody say, I am the risen Christ. Because I'm in him. I am there. He is me. I am him. Hello. Somebody say, I am the risen Christ. He says, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. That that Christ sitting there dies no more. So that is me. Remember as he is. So am I in this world. So he is there. Death no longer has dominion over him. If death no longer has dominion over him. Death no longer has dominion over me. It used to have dominion over me before. Just like death had dominion over him. In his earthly ministry. And then he submitted to death and then died. And after he died, he rose from the dead. And after he rose from the dead, death no longer has dominion over him. Death no longer has dominion over you. Oh, only one person got it. Death no longer has dominion over you. He used to have dominion before. It, didn't, it doesn't anymore. Your, your mind's eye has to see it. Some, somebody pray, Lord, open my eyes. Lord, open my eyes to see this truth. To see this truth. So if death no longer has dominion over him, failure no longer has dominion over you. Lack no longer has dominion over you. Diseases, sickness and disease no longer has dominion over you. This is our reality. As we see it, so it becomes our experience. Hallelujah. As he is, so am I in this word. Say it together with me. As he is, as he is, seated there, so am I in this world. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 22. You have to see it. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 22. This is why we pray. This is why we meditate on the God's word. So that we can see ourselves the way he sees us. He sees us as him sitting on the throne. I must see me as him sitting on the throne. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 22. The word of God reads, Who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God? You know that that applies to you as well. Somebody say, I have gone into heaven and I'm at the right hand of God. Oh yes, because you are in him. Angels and authorities and powers have been made subject to him. I want you to notice the things. Angels. Somebody say angels. Somebody say authorities. Somebody say powers. Have been made subject to him. So they have been made subject to you too. Angels, authorities, and powers are made subject to you. Angels obey you. Authorities obey you. Powers obey you. When you see yourself as he sees you. When you see yourself seated there, you have gone into the heavens and you are the right hand of God. Angels, authorities, and powers have been made subject to you. Let me tell you something. Until your mind, your, your subconscious mind captures this truth, you will not be able to activate it. So, do you know that demons are angels? They are fallen angels. Hey, demons are what? So, so, so a, demon, a demon oppressing you, he's taking advantage of you because you don't know. <laughs> a demon oppressing you is doing so because what? You don't know. You don't know. When you know, it stops immediately. Because that knowledge is what catapults you to position you where you ought to be. Just seeing it. This is why that revelation is critical. To see you as he has seen you. Somebody say, I am seated at the right hand of God. Yes. Yes. So not only that I see myself there. The moment I see myself there, the the angels also see me there. Oh. The moment I see myself there, they see me there. And once they see me there, they respect it. So until you see yourself there, they don't see you there. They know you are there, but they know, they know you don't know. <laughs> they know you don't know. So because they know you don't know, they attack you. Because they know that you don't know, they hold your money. Because they know you don't know, they hold your health. Because they know you don't know, they threaten you with debt. Ah! Uh, you didn't hear what I said. Satan comes to tell you you're gonna die. He is only saying that because he knows you don't know that death no longer has dominion over you. So, so that voice that you're hearing, you're going to die. It, that voice is only arising because you don't know that death no longer has dominion over you. Do you know this is why scriptures teach us, for the believer, death is a choice. Did you hear what I just said? For the believer, death is what? It's a choice. If you don't want to go, you say no. I know what I'm talking about. I have faced death so many times. I say, get out. I'm not going. It's a choice. And see, what weakens our resolve to resist the devil is when you think that death is imminent or or forced on you. Is is in, the inevitability, inevitable end of everybody. It's not true. It's not true. You can look death in the face and say, get out, get back, go. It's not time. I'm not coming. Hallelujah. It's not time. I am... Not going nowhere. I'm not going anywhere. And, and you stay there and death moves back. I have faced that angel so many times. I said, just get out. Hallelujah. Somebody said death no longer has dominion. Now, I want you to understand what that means. What that means is that it, it's not loading it over you. It's not, it's not it, you are not helpless at its, in his presence and says you must follow me. He, you cannot he can only say you must follow me when he has dominion over you. You must follow me then you follow him. No. If you know that he has not dom- uh, follow you to where. Get out of here. Follow you to where? I'm not following you. Hallelujah. You know, you know if you are employed yes, your your employer has certain Authority over you, but your employer has no dominion over you. Hello, your employer has what? No dominion over you. Yeah, you can wake up tomorrow and say, "I work, I quit. I am not working here anymore." You can't say that. You, I, I quit, and they can't force it. So, dominion is when somebody has complete control over you and say, um, "As I say it, you must do it." No, you have a choice. You can say, "I'm not working here anymore." And then you leave. And in fact, you can get up now and go. Uh What is he going to do? Death has no dominion over you. Sickness has no dominion over you. Lack has no dominion over you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Or your mind's eye has to see it. And let me tell you what is going on. You see, I said it at the beginning of this message. There are demons that are waiting. They know what I taught you today. So they're going to test you. (laughs) They're going to test you Did you understand what they said Bible said persecution arose Because of the word So when you hear a word like this Then Satan is going to try to test it Did you Did you you believe what that pastor was saying And then he throws it at you And then if you didn't hear me well (laughs) If you didn't hear me well You start panicking but if you hit me well, when he throws it at you, you punch him back. Hallelujah. You say, no, shut up. Get out. Shut up. Say, follow me. You say, no. I will not follow you. In the name of Jesus, get out of here. Hallelujah. And you put your feet down. And, and, and listen, the Bible says, if you resist the devil, he will flee from you. If you say, no, no, he will run away from you. He can't sustain an attack. When he is effectively resisted. Write that statement down. He cannot sustain an attack. When he is effectively resisted. So so your part is to know the truth. And stand on that truth. And tell that devil. I will not bow down to this sickness. This symptom in my body is a lie. Ah. Huh? Do you know that the reason Christ is sitting on that throne. Please put that picture for me. You see where he is sitting. He right in that place. That's you sitting there. That is far above all sickness and all disease. Somebody say a big man. That is what? Far. Somebody say far above. Far above all bodily anomalies. That body he has there, that body cannot take on sickness. Because that's a body that has been raised; it's a glorified body, and you are glorified. Your body cannot take on sickness. You need to accept what I'm telling you from the Word of God and say no, and say no. Hallelujah! See, and that place where you're sitting, it, that is the that is the 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 control room of signs and wonders. He said it. Me and the children God has given to me, we have what for signs. That position is a position for what? Science and wonders. Let me tell you what a wonder is. It doesn't have explanation. That's why it's a wonder. You, people are wondering. Because science cannot explain it. Science cannot explain it. Doctors took an x-ray today. They saw it. They take the x-ray tomorrow. They don't see it. They can't explain it. It's a wonder. We saw something here yesterday. We can't see it again. What, how did it happen? Signs and wonder. People keep wondering. Hallelujah. How do you explain a man chained with, to soldiers? In the middle of the night, these soldiers are still sleeping. The chains fall off. The keys. <laughs> when they wake up in the morning, the padlocks are still locked. But the man is no longer there. How do you explain that? They, they check the doors. It's not like somebody broke in. The doors were not broken in. The, the padlocks are still locked on the doors. But the man is no longer in this room. Gate one, gate two, gate three. The people are in shock. How did this happen? How did he escape? Signs and wonders. Hallelujah. Somebody this week, a miracle, a miracle of sign and a wonder is breaking out in your life in the name of Jesus. It's breaking out. You know, they are trying. They are trying to explain it. They can't explain it. Well, how did this? How did this guy get out of this place? The soldiers, the chain. One part of the chain is still in the hand of the soldiers. The other one is on the floor. They can't explain it. They can't explain it. The people in Damascus, they they, they can't explain it. They they Peter um, Saul told them, "I am I am leaving Jerusalem." I'm going to Damascus. They still can't explain why he couldn't enter. I saw. It's a wonder. What is it that the horse hit and fell down? Because their eyes, physical eyes could not see it. But there was a barrier in the spirit. I declare there's a barrier in the name of Jesus. Every every assassin on assignment against your life, against your marriage, against your finances, there's a barrier in the mighty name of Jesus. They hit that barrier and they fall down. And that can't explain it. Why can we not get this person? Signs and wonders. Somebody say, I am a child of signs and wonders. Oh yes, everything about you. Listen to me. Everything about you must have the mark of signs and wonders. Everything about you. Everything. That is the hallmark of the faith we subscribe to. Miracles. How do you open a, a highway in the Red Sea? And people will pass. And then after they pass... The, the Red Sea is closed up And then there's water again And then you come and tell somebody There was a highway here The person says you're mad How Where can you say there was a highway here But there was a highway there Somebody says signs and wonders this, this is what happens from that position you, I, need to, I need to see it clearly You need to see it clearly This is where you're seated Hallelujah Finally this morning 2nd Peter 2nd Timothy sorry 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 let me round it up and then we are done please can you bring me the communion elements 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 it says but we all with unveiled face with what unveiled face in other words a face that has no veil with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the spirit of the Lord so so if you please can you help me put up that picture again please Put it up again for me. Make it full. Look at that. We are with unveiled face. As in a mirror. Beholding the glory of the Lord. Are being transformed. Into what? Into the same image. So as you are seeing. That glorified Christ. You are being transformed into that image. You are being transformed into that image. You are being transformed into the glorified Christ sitting on the throne of God and are being changed into that same image from glory to glory. I see transformation happening for you as you see yourself the way God sees you. He sees you as a part of him sitting on the throne. He sees you as a part of him sitting on the throne. You must see yourself as a part of him sitting on the throne. So everything that applies to him applies to you. Did you hear what I said? Everything that applies to him, what? Applies to you. As he's sitting on that throne, whatever cannot happen to him cannot happen to you. Whatever cannot happen to him on the throne cannot happen to you. Your mind's eye must see it. You will meditate on God's word. You will listen to this message again and again and the Holy Spirit will show you sitting at that highest level in glory. And then as you begin to see yourself there, you begin to access the resources that belong to that dimension. In that dimension, all things are possible. You didn't hear what I said. When you are sitting on that throne, anything is Anything. Everything is possible. Anything is possible when you're sitting on that throne. And I see you sitting on that throne. And I see you see yourself sitting on that throne. In the mighty name of Jesus. Can I have the communion? This morning, we are partaking of the Lord's table. Please pass the cup and the bread to everybody. This ordinance is a physical reminder that we are seated. Hello. This is what? A physical reminder that we are what? Seated together with him in heavenly places. Because he could only sit there after he sacrificed his body. And shed his blood. So he says do this. In remembrance of what I did for you. So every time you do this. You identify. With his death. And with his resurrection. This is why he asked us to do this regularly. To as a reminder. That we are seated. Please put that picture back for me. As a reminder what? That we are seated that this is you sitting there he said to us do this often to remind yourselves that I have done it for you so that body that you have now it was broken for you so that yours will not be broken His blood was shed so that yours will not be shed. Amen? He took your place. He went as you. He gave up that body so that you can partake of that body now he has. The one that he's using to sit on the throne is your reality. So as we partake this morning, I want you to declare to the Lord that in this month of March, my eyes of understanding are enlightened. That I get a revelation, and I see myself sitting with him in heavenly places above everything, Satan, and and, and, and everything any demon in hell can come up with. I see myself, I access revelation, I access understanding by supernatural, by supernatural means. I see me as he sees me. I see me as he sees me. He sees me as a part of him sitting. I see me as a part of him sitting. Lord, I thank you for what you did for us on the cross. Today we celebrate the death and the resurrection of the master. By the tokens that we have in our hands. We thank you that our bodies can no longer be affected by the things that are in this world. We thank you that we are seated together with you in heavenly places. Far above Satan. Far above principalities. Far above powers. Far above anything Satan can ever come up with. And we exercise our right and our authority and declare in the month of March, victory everywhere, provision, healing, victory, provision, healing, victory, provision, healing, deliverance, liberty, joy. These are our reality and our experience. We thank you for prosperity. We thank you for increase. We thank you for breakthroughs. We thank you for favor. We thank you for the power that raised Jesus from the dead. We give you praise in Jesus' name.
0: There comes a time in your life... When you need a change, an upgrade, you need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful, and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, plot and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website dot reslife dot org. z a for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.